Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. How enchanting it is to see you once again at Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we've got a curious item. It's a selection I procured especially for you, and especially on this day for your visit to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Let me rifle through these papers here and ah yes here it is a bit of sheet music now you may say to yourself well uh shopkeeper this is just ordinary sheet music if you look at the title a song not unknown to many you are my sunshine it was a song published by jimmy davis and charles mitchell back in the early 1940s it's a song that has been sung time and again it's actually the louisiana state song in honor of uh for Former Governor Jimmy Davis. But this song indeed holds a special place here in Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, for it is this song that is, in one way or another, uh, deeply intertwined with our latest episode. So let's pull out the mutoscope and take a look at the Amazon Prime remake of Goodnight Mommy. Good Night, Mommy is a movie that I saw here a couple years back. It was probably during the pandemic. Uh, it was a movie that I'd heard a lot about. Uh, it came out in 2014, Aust Austrian psychological horror film. Heard so many good things about this over the years uh, that I, I finally got a chance to search it out and sit down and watch Goodnight Mommy. And I was not disappointed. This movie was all sorts of odd and creepy and just full of atmosphere and had a very for not being a a ghost story per se it was very much had a haunted feel about it and and the acting for just having uh three actors the mom and the two boys uh elias uh, schwarz and lucas schwarz who played elias and uh, lucas in in the movie and then the mother suzanne wust i'm probably butchering that my german is well non-existent but these three actors did such a a spectacular job in portraying this this simple story and this horrific story. And when I heard Amazon was doing a remake of this, I thought, oh, wow, uh, to see an American version of this would be quite interesting because, you know, with the, the original version, it is all done in German and it is all done in subtitles. And to sit there and read subtitles while I'm trying to take in all the action and all the nuance of the, the performances, it's just, it's hard sometimes. It takes multiple viewings and I just haven't had the opportunity to watch the original version of Goodnight Mommy multiple times. So to, to watch a version of it, which from the trailer looked like it was going to be pretty faithful, 
uh, to watch a version of it where I didn't have to focus on reading the the dialogue. I could just sit there and listen to it and kind of immerse myself in the story. I was really looking forward to that. And the cast looked really good as well. Naomi Watts playing the mother, I thought, was uh, was a really good casting. The two boys, uh, Cameron Corvetti and Nicholas Corvetti. Of course, Cameron Corvetti plays Ryan in The Boys, and Nicholas Corvetti, his twin brother, uh, plays who plays Lucas. Uh, Cameron Corvetti plays Elias, and uh, Nicholas Corvetti plays Lucas. Of course, Nicholas Corvetti is playing the Danny Glick character in the Salem's Lot adaptation that is kind of... Uh, it's in limbo right now, unfortunately, but uh, really looking forward to see him in that. So to see these two brothers playing these roles, and I felt these two uh, brothers, Cameron and Nicholas Corvetti, I thought they really embodied the look and the feel of the Schwarz brothers from the original movie. I also liked how they kept the names, uh, Elias and Lucas, from the original movie. But if you watch the original movie, uh, you'll realize that, that that's where a lot of the similarities end. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of scenes that feel like they were uh, taken right from the original movie. Uh, the scene where they're walking through the field, you know, it kind of mirrors that scene where the boys are walking through a field in in the first movie, in the original movie, where they go to the watering hole. Uh, there are scenes where the mother's tied up that feel like it's the scene from the original movie. Uh, there are other scenes, various scenes, but for the most part, there is just a lot of this that just didn't, it was just not done as well as the original movie. I don't know what the deal was <laughs> because for a, a movie that felt like it was trying to pay great homage and it, it paid attention to a lot of details from the first one, it deviated in ways that just made the movie not make sense. Now, I'm going to be unspoilery about this, but I'm only going to be unspoilery about this for maybe a couple more minutes. And then we're going to get into spoilers because I really want to talk about the differences between the two and where this this new adaptation of this movie just didn't meet up to what the what the original laid down. And I really blame that a lot on the screenplay. Uh, I, I can't say it's the director. I don't know how much the director was involved in fleshing out the story, fleshing out the screenplay, but it, it was certainly, this movie was was enjoyable for the sheer fact that the acting alone was really enjoyable. Naomi Watts really played the mother well. Uh, she's a woman who just had a, a procedure done. She is, in this movie, she is a former movie star uh, who's dealing with age, getting older in Hollywood, not getting the role she once got. Uh, something that we kind of talked about with one of the episodes of American Horror Stories with Judith Light. Uh, uh, you know, it was a, it was a it was a topic, and it was a, a way to change the mother ever so slightly. I think in the original movie, she is like a, a, like works on a for a TV station, does like some sort of on air role in some sort of talk show or something like that. So similar roles, and they you know the both mothers in both movies get a plastic surgery or some sort of procedure done to try and fight off the effects of aging because they want to they want to stay relevant in their industry and i think that is 
you know, that is a very poignant topic that they don't get into the nuts and bolts of how wrong it is that women, but, but they place these women in this situation where they're, they've had this happen because of the industry. And as a result, their twin sons feel that they are not uh, their former self. And when little kids let their imagination run wild, they start to think all sorts of crazy, crazy things. And it, it all of a sudden becomes a cat and mouse game of the, the boys trying to figure out if the mother is really their mother or somebody else. And if it is somebody else, who is it? Which I think is really interesting. Uh, and I just think it was done so much better in the, the original movie than the, than this new adaptation of it. Now, uh, like I said, I really didn't care for this Amazon Prime version of Goodnight Mommy. Uh, like I said, it just, it, it missed on a lot of things. A lot of things didn't make sense because there were a lot of scenes in the original movie that really set up the situation we find ourselves in with this and, and made the big reveal even more of a big reveal. And like, I watched this with my wife who had not seen the original Goodnight Mommy. And she was like, at the end, she was like, I, I'm confused. And it's not because she's not a smart woman. My wife is very intelligent, but there was just a lot of connective tissue that I don't know whether it hit the cutting room floor. I don't know why they left out certain aspects of the original story that were really, uh, really built the whole story up as to why this mother is treating one of her sons different from the other. You really didn't even get that she she in in this new Amazon Prime adaptation. She didn't even really recognize the one son, whereas the other one, it, it felt like the one son was getting things given to him. The other one was being neglected. And and how could a mother do this? You didn't get that sort of dynamic. And that dynamic is important when it comes to the big reveal at the end. So I my my biggest gripe with this is the screenplay, and I have to put the onus on the director of this as well kyle warren did the screenplay matt sobel was the director and and i have to blame the reason this movie just wasn't as good as the original it wasn't even close to being as good as the original because they just left a lot of really important story points a lot of important plot points on the either the cutting room floor or they just didn't feel they were important in the screenplay and they they were important in the screenplay and we're going to talk about that now granted uh, the one thing that is the saving grace of this movie is the acting. Naomi Watts was spectacular as the mother. She really portrayed a a sense of sinisterness uh, you know, you, you think in some regard she's she gives you a reason to think that she might not be herself she might not be their mother in in the way she is portrayed uh the way she is uh, quick to anger about things the way she is not acting like she used to now granted that's a lot of has a lot to do with her uh having just gone under the knife and had plastic surgery she's trying to recover from that uh but then she also plays the sympathetic aspect of this mother who's just frustrated by the situation that her and her uh, family find themselves in and then when when all the shit really kind of hits the fan you feel sympathy for her because you understand that she's in a position where she cannot win 
and there's nothing she can do to change the mind of these boys. And then when you get into the big climax of it, they really, that's probably the, one of the biggest departures from the original movie that we'll talk about here coming up in, in a more spoilery section. But Naomi Watts was great. Like I said, Cameron and Nicholas Corvetti uh, both did fantastic jobs as uh, Elias and Lucas. Uh, I thought, uh, especially Cameron Corvetti, he played the Elias character, had the bulk of the acting to do, the bulk of the dialogue. Uh, Lucas is kind of the quieter brother, and he did a spectacular job. Uh, Nicholas Corvetti did a great job as Lucas, although they really changed the as- you know some of the aspects of the Lucas character from the original that just made it not make sense when at the end he's gone from being very, let's just get out of here, to... Uh, we need to do this to mom. It, it just didn't make any sense because they, they changed the character at the beginning of the movie to be a little more benign and then made him very sinister at the end when that's not how it was in the original movie. So, uh, And that's not that's not Nicholas's Corvetti's fault. Uh, that is the writing. Uh, but as far as the acting goes, these two boys did a spectacular job, really uh, brought a lot of that haunted feeling that uneasy feeling you know these two twin boys running around anytime i see little twins running around getting into shit and and looking at things it always reminds me of the two velociraptors in jurassic park uh, especially in the kitchen scene where they're they're kind of running around and they're bobbing their heads and and intertwining they look like the zemzem cars in a parade zigzagging in and out of each other uh, twins are kind of creepy like that and these two boys played into that creepy twin factor in this movie and and but they also had uh, a lot of a sympathetic notes because these two boys are afraid something's happened to our mother, their mother. Somebody's replaced their mother and they're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, mom's not acting the way she did. Mom wouldn't do this. Mom wouldn't treat me this way. And it, it's just, it's heartbreaking and it's frightening. And these boys, especially Cameron Corvetti, who, like I said, he had the lion's share of the acting to do. Uh, just fantastic job. So anything I don't like about this movie has nothing to do with the cast. They were they were top-notch. They were the reason this movie is still watchable. But that's as far as we're going to get with the unspoilery section. So if you haven't watched either one of the Goodnight Mommy uh, versions, uh, you might want to go watch those before you carry on. But uh, right now, we're going to get into some spoiler territory. We're going to talk about some of the things, some of the big changes from the 2014 Goodnight Mommy to 2022's Goodnight Mommy that just made 2022 a bad movie. So one of the things, uh, one of the big departures, and it didn't really seem like a big departure at first because this is a broken family. Uh, Mom and dad are divorced, and in the 2014 version, we have Elias and Lucas are living at home with their mother and she is coming back from her procedure. So she's been gone and these boys have this mom coming back to them. Who's different now. She's, she's all bandaged up. Why did mom go away? It's kind of a big secret. She never really comes out and says it's really just implied that, uh, she had plastic surgery done. They don't understand why she's all bandaged up and why she wants the, the blinds closed and why she doesn't want them running around and making noise in the house. It's to recover. 
from this procedure, but she's different. She's acting different. She's more agitated, more irritated. Whereas in the 2022 version, these two boys are with their dad and they're coming to stay with their mom who they find out has had this procedure. So they're going into her world. I mean, I guess maybe in the long run, you do really kind of get the same effect. But to me, it was just more effective to have mom uh, gone and then coming back into their life, into their world as conceivably somebody different. One of the other big departures of 2022's version as to 2014's version, in the 2014 version of Goodnight Mommy, you had a lot of really effective scenes where these boys are out playing and they come home and Elias wants some water and mom gives him water. Can't Lucas have water? No, Lucas can't have any water. Elias is always setting three plates at the table and she gives herself and Elias food, but she won't give Lucas food. And you feel like, my God, what did this kid do to this mom that she is neglecting him so? Uh, you know, they're sitting there, she's reading a story, uh, to these boys and she's all kind of curled up with Elias, but Lucas is kind of sitting off to the side and they had a, a scene like that. That was the only representation in 2022 of this dynamic between the mom, Elias and Lucas, where Lucas feels kind of neglected in 2022, the mother just doesn't acknowledge him. And so when you... When you have that, when you know what happens at the end, when you know the big reveal at the end, uh, it, it, it makes it more effective. I mean, you you really think there's something wrong with this mother that she won't feed her kid or give him a drink, that, that she is neglecting this kid. And then when you get the big reveal, it's like, oh, that's why. Whereas in the... 2022 version it's just like she doesn't really talk to him but you don't get that sense of a neglect of one child uh, over another another thing i that, that was a huge departure that uh, that i just didn't like is how and there again we're in spoiler territory so you've either watched this or you don't care about spoilers but you know we find out that that Lucas has been dead all along. Lucas in this movie is just a figment of Elias's imagination. And in the 2014 version, he died in a swimming accident that Elias probably kind of feels like it was his fault. And we get an allusion to that when they're at the swimming hole and Lucas goes under the water and doesn't come back up and Elias is, is calling for him. That's kind of a a little visual cue to how Lucas probably actually died. Uh, whereas in this movie, it was all a gun accident. Uh, Elias accidentally shot Lucas because he was playing with a real gun, didn't know it was loaded. It, it, it felt like a little nod to uh, somebody that probably is not a big gun proponent, but it just, it was such a departure from the original. And then the whole ending where she takes him to the barn to show him where Lucas was shot. It just, it, it was such a, a huge departure from the ending of the original movie that it just, it, to me, it didn't work. I liked when they tied up the mom in the original one there was a lot of tension and a lot of horror you know they've got her tied up they super glue her mouth shut uh, they're burning her with a magnifying glass and sun coming through the window they're 
cutting her open and cut her mouth and it's just it, it's a lot of torture and it's a lot of horror uh you know she she wets the bed and they have to change that it's just it's 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 a traumatic scene to watch and, and to think that this mom went through this in the 2022 version i mean she's like maybe tied up for a few hours it's just it lost any teeth it lost any gravitas you know when you think she had been there uh tied up for for days and tortured for days that adds some weight to the story whereas this you know she you know she was probably a little parched and but but that's about it and then she gets out and she takes elias to the the barn to show him and and it just you know she accidentally gets pushed off the loft area and the barn accidentally sets on fire it's just a lot of accidents and there's no there's no sinister nature to it there's there's no real horror to it it's all it's all just accidents uh whereas in the original one after they they have her in tied to this bed tortured for days uh they super glue her to the floor in the living room and because she won't admit what she did with their mother uh, even though she is their mother they set the house on fire burn her alive and that is that's some effed up stuff that is disturbing stuff that is the stuff that horror is made of and it made it such a you know when you got finished watching you're like what the fuck did i just watch and not in a bad way not in a like midsummer i i said that very same thing but in a bad way uh, this i said that in a very good way when i finished watching 2014's good night mommy and 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 i enjoyed that so much because it was very disturbing and you know you hate to say you enjoy something disturbing like that but as a horror fan to have that sweet tooth version of a horror tooth uh satisfied like that uh it, it it was quite it was quite good and and another big departure from one movie to the other is that in 2022's version uh lucas really was kind of he was like let's just get out of here let's just leave and it was Elias that wanted to stay and Elias that wanted to keep mom tied up. And, and then all of a sudden when Elias wants to let her go, it's Lucas kind of flips the script. And now he's the bad guy wanting her to, to stay tied up and wanting to do this, that, and the other thing to her. Whereas in the 2014 story, it was quite simple. Lucas was the devil on Elias's shoulder. He was the one planting the seed of doubt as to whether this was their mother or not. He was the one telling Elias that they need to tie her up. They need to torture her. They need to glue her to the floor. They need to, to light the curtain on fire. And then when you get the big reveal that lucas has been dead this whole time and is just a figment of elias's imagination and and the fact that it is elias all along or at least like some sort of split personality of him that is uh it's it just it it makes the whole thing all that more demented all that more effed up all that more horrific and they just they took out every opportunity to do things like that they took it out of this 2022 version and it's watered down and they tried to make a gun violence point and and by changing that they changed the ending and it just 
it didn't work as a horror movie. I mean, there were some scary moments. There were some creepy moments. They added a bunch of mom transforming scenes and jump scares uh, that, that were creepy. But uh, they they had like a, a, a I think, I vaguely remember some sort of dream sequence in the original one that kind of alluded to some of that stuff, but a lot of that stuff wasn't uh, so much from the original. It was just added to add scares because at some point you're like, oh, this is a horror movie and nothing really scary has happened because after a point, uh, they really just stopped with the creepy nature of the whole thing and just made it more about abuse and neglect and not in the way the original one did. Uh, it just it lacked a lot of things that the original one did that would have been so easy to do. I mean, they could have done practically a shot-for-shot remake of the original movie. And with American actors and a different setting, uh, it, it still would have been fresh. It still would have been good. But they chose to change things up to make it different and much like Let the Right One In, uh, the American version just paled in comparison to the original foreign film that, that these movies are based off of. And that's that's sad because, like I said, this movie was spectacular from an acting standpoint. Naomi Watts, Cameron, and Nicholas Corvetti, all three of them just did an outstanding job and anything i don't like about this film has nothing to do with them the only reason i kept watching the only reason i'm glad i watched it was for their performances other than that from a screenplay standpoint and like i said i gotta put some of the onus on the director as well from that standpoint i mean from a pure direction standpoint i mean it wasn't directed horribly but as a director you you're in charge of the story essentially and, and I lay it on his feet that he didn't tweak this movie in the right way. Or maybe maybe he's the reason things got changed. I don't know. But somebody between the screenplay and the direction failed this movie uh, by changing so much of what was good and creepy and horrific about the original movie. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on the 2022 Amazon Prime version of Goodnight Mommy. It was spectacularly acted. They really were the, you know, Naomi Watts and the Corvetti brothers were the rock stars of this movie, but they were the really the only good thing about this movie. Uh, there were there were some okay there was some okay atmosphere set. There were some okay scares. There were some okay chills. But for the most part, it was all the things they didn't do from the original one that uh, that really was a detriment to this movie. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to me talk about 2022's Amazon Prime version of Goodnight Mommy. Thanks for listening. You can check out more what's going on with Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on Facebook. We're always posting trailers and articles that we find from all over the internet uh we appreciate you adding your likes and your comments and no matter where you listen to this podcast please subscribe follow download uh leave a review five stars would be awesome really helps with uh, getting the word out about this podcast and uh, please share it with anyone that you know that loves horror fantasy and science fiction so until next time thank you for visiting odds bodkin's curiosity shop We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!